All right. What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to episode number 24 of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm Parker Fields here, as always, with my co-host, Donnie Menke. And we have our first guest and our first returning guest, Tim Daniel, on here to talk about the Cincinnati Reds today. And we're going to talk about the uh, whole offseason breakdown. Let us uh, let you guys know our thoughts on everything and what the Reds should be doing and what they should not be doing. So, Tim, how are you doing? I'm good, guys. I'm good. Thanks for thanks for having me back already. Uh, no problem, Tim. And this is the first episode of us on StreamYard uh, going live and everything. First live episode of the All Day Cincinnati so Sports Podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So uh hope you guys like the, the whole live thing because I think it definitely looks cleaner and definitely looks a lot better. So upgrade the quality for you guys. Hope you all enjoy. But the first thing I want to talk about is talk a little bit about some of the Reds' free agents. Uh, of course, a big free agent for the Reds is Donovan Solano is like probably the biggest of just the non-arbitration, non-just like easy to extend uh, rookie contract guys. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Solano? Do you guys think he's gone? I think that someone's going to bid a little bit more for him, but I would love if the Reds could bring him back. Um, you know, you saw after Joey went out, he was a guy that played a little bit first base. He's a good DH. He hits really well against left-handed pitching. And, you know, he doesn't have to be like a long-term contract, but if you can get him for a year or two, I think he'd be awesome for what they want to do moving forward. Yeah. I'm 100%. Yeah, I'm 100% with you, Tim. Uh, I think he's not going to be like a game-changing player for us. He's definitely not. But if you want to overpay him for one year to help the young guys out – teach some veterans some things and be our best hitter, honestly, or one of our best hitters, uh, go ahead and pay him for one season. There's n- no problem with paying him for a year. It's not like money's going to be tied up to him long-term. He is an aging player and everything. Yeah, definitely. He's, uh, you know, he hit really well in strides and I was a little worried if he'd even play for the Reds because he was out the first couple months of the year. Um, but yeah, he certainly did his thing here. So I don't think he'd be a bad, bad cause to bring back. And I like him for a locker room guy, just that veteran presence to help keep guys motivated and teach them and, you know, do the, do the stuff that you need veterans for. Exactly, Donnie. And just, just like your point, he's just a great clubhouse guy, a great professional player, and he's been around the, been around the league a little bit. So he can definitely teach these guys how to hit, hopefully teach uh, RC Aquino and Jose Barrero how to not swing at literally every single pitch in the dirt. Um, but it didn't really pay off last year teaching them that. So maybe not. That might be a lost cause on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll go with lost cause. <laughs> uh, as far as some weaknesses that you think the Reds could improve on this year in free agency, obviously they're not going to be a team that's going out crazy trying to get guys, but are there any holes that you guys think that the Reds could improve upon on free in free agency this season? Well, I think the first thing is uh, getting major league talent. Right. Yep. I mean, that's, yep. that's step one. Um, you know, I think a lot of these guys, this is no disrespect to the Matt Reynolds, Matt Reynolds did a fine job for what they needed him to do last year. Um, but just kind of getting some of these guys who, you know, consistently can have good at bats and keep you in games and things like that. But if you're looking position wise, uh, multiple catchers in the organization are gone now that were part of this team last year at certain points, uh, filling in for Tyler Stevenson. So it's, you know, what do you do with the backup catcher scenario? Do you bring back Austin? Um, was it Austin Romine? Gosh, I'm yeah, he was decent, yeah, was you know, Romine. for what he's supposed to do. He was really good for the young pitchers. Uh, he's not going to go out there and hit, you know, 
have an OPS of four, of 600 or 700 by any means, but he's fine. So is he something you can bring him back to back up Tyler Stevenson? I think that's kind of like your biggest question in your lineup right now. Would you try to bring back Tucker? No, he's done. Really? He's done. I'm seeing what? that float around quite a bit. I'm curious. He has why. no value as a hitter whatsoever. And Does Romine really... though? No, but Romine, <laughs> but like Tucker wasn't necessarily great in Detroit last year as a catcher either. Like it wasn't yeah. like, you know, all those, those guys like didn't like significantly improve with Tucker Barnhart behind the dish. If you look at what Austin Romine did with, you know, Graham Ashcraft and those guys, like they weren't significantly better without Stevenson, but you know, you could tell they learned more how to pitch a game and to work with an experienced catcher. So. Yeah, uh, what about somebody like Chucky Robinson? You think he could be the backup catcher at all, or do you think he'll be right back in AAA next year? I think he's a 4A player, as they put it, and that's not disrespectful. That's yeah. that's not a bad thing by any means. Um, you know, he had his moments, um, and catcher is such a hard position to kind of like last with, obviously, as we've seen over the over the like the Joe Mauer Buster Posey era. Um, but I just don't see him kind of being a, a, a lengthy, consistent MLB backup catcher by any means. Yeah, I agree. He showed some flashes of a little power with the bat because when he got a hold of it, it did go a far way. But it just his bat isn't really there. Defensively, there's much better veterans you could have out there. And overall, I just don't think he'll bring much to the backup catcher role. So, yeah, I see him, just like you said, Tim, a 4A player. So he's going to be a AAA. He'll always be about a quirky Miller. We'll probably bring him up from time to time. He'll get uh he'll get some playing time every once in a while, you know, when the red season's over in September and we're bad, he'll come up, but that's really what I see from him. <laughs> yeah. Um another thing I wanted to talk about was few uh, a few other, sorry, uh people in free agency from the Reds team besides Donovan Solano. Of course there is Mike Miner. Whoever pays that guy is just an idiot. He is awful. Awful, awful, awful. I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about that guy. And then that's really it of people that really played much last year. I mean, you have Hunter Strickland, worst closer in baseball last year, really. Um, and really, Robert Duggar. Maybe there's really not much. Uh, many other players that are free agents from the Reds. And I mean, that is a good thing. We got a lot of these young guys locked up. And I think next year, these young guys just need to play from day one. Yeah, uh, Mike. I think Mike Miner's done. I just, I don't think, I wouldn't yeah, go as far as saying either. awful. I think he's had a really good MLB career. Um, Not last year's. I meant last No, year. no, no. Last oh, year was pretty rough for sure. Yeah. Um, You know, that was more just about Amir Garrett wasn't the most well-liked person in the clubhouse. Um, I'm sure that's hard for you guys to realize. <laughs> but um, he's a nice basketball yeah, player at St. John's. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's having a veteran starting pitcher to hang, hang out with those guys. So there's going to be better, much better veteran starting pitchers out there this year. Um, and then you mentioned Hunter Strickland. I don't know if they might give us, take a swing on him. I believe they'll probably take a swing on Robert Ducker again, because all those guys that were hurt in the bullpen last year, the Lucas Sims, TJ Antones, they're, they're going to be back this year. So, um, you know, they're not going to be significantly better in the bullpen. Actually they might be, and it still might not mean anything. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm excited to see Antone pitch this year. I mean, he's had some solid seasons when he is healthy, so I'm really excited to see him in that bullpen. Maybe he could be that setup man uh, in front of Alexis Diaz, but I do think Alexis Diaz needs to be the closer next season and that anchor in that bullpen. 
if with Alexis Diaz though, if the Mets are really trying to overpay for him, like would you just let him go? Like, yep. I yeah. know he's great, but yeah. I would probably just let him go at that point. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> Absolutely. I think if anyone's going to overpay for anyone right now, the Reds have to do it. I just, I just think that's yeah. the solution. Yeah. yeah why, what's agree. the point at that? Like, really, what's the point? Um, especially for a closer, it's not saying it's a. It is a really pos- important position, but like mm-hmm. a reliever, if they really want to overpay for that, eh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, give no it, shits about the closer title whatsoever. Just relievers in general is what I'm saying. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, I know there's a difference between the last three outs of a game, but like plenty of teams have been fine with having multiple guys that can do that. Yeah. The only thing is the Reds just seem to try to go for that <laughs> one guy, and then the one guy sucks at the beginning of the year, and then they do the closer by committee thing. That's what they've done the last couple of years with Garrett and then Strickland. They attempt to have that one closer, and then they go to committee because they just can't do it. Yeah. Um. So, go ahead, Di. What is there anything you would do with Mike Mustakis this offseason? Like, would you try to cut him? Just it, eat, like try to trade him? Like, would you just eat it and keep him? Like, what would you? Cause I, I really just, don't know. We just talked about this on the late night Reds last week. Um. And I kind of was like, Nick, who Nick was like, let him go eat the contract. And anyone who knows Nick Kirby, that's very shocking to hear him say, because he's normally like a let it fly, get it over with. And then 24, do what you got to do with the money you'll have on the, on the books. Uh, because they really, uh, but I kind of was like, maybe they're just like full fledged. And the reference I made was maybe they just Russell Westbrook them where it's just like you DH against right-hand pitchers only. Uh, we're just going to limit any way you can be a part of the lineup as much as possible. And, but I'm not against if there's like, you know, cause next year is kind of another fill in year. So if they just kind of move forward and say like, you know, Hey, thanks for signing the contract. Thanks for trying for us, but you have been very difficult to move your feet laterally. You haven't been able to consistently stay on the field. We're going to give one of these younger guys like Spencer Steer a chance to play third base consistently on a daily, on a day-to-day basis and move forward. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's what I think because I do think I, – I don't think you're trading him. Let's be real. Nobody wants him. Like who nope. the hell's going to want Mike Moustakis? Yeah, you You'd have to – yeah, so like just eat the contract and let him – like Tim said, let him play against righties DH. I mean he could still – I'm not saying – like he had a really rough year last year. But like, I think he could still – he could be better than that against righties as a, in a DH role. I think he could hit better than that what we saw last year still. So, I mean, just eat the contract and let him play. <laughs> There's not many worse options yeah. or better options on our team anyways, so just let him play. Yeah, I, I said uh, call Kansas City and see if they want to do like – because they're in the same boat as the Reds where it's just like get like P- major league players with contracts on the field and see what happens. Like maybe yeah. they can just have a, like a nostalgic reunion of the World Series team and bring Moustakis back to sell some jerseys and some tickets. Call them up. <laughs> I don't think Bobby Witt Jr. is coming back in that trade by any means, but you know. Oh, dang you. Bobby Witt Jr. for Moustakis. <laughs> Fair trade. That'd be an all-time heist. That'd be an all-time heist. My, my thing is Mike Moustakis needs to get in shape, first of all. That's a big thing. <laughs> yes. don't want, like, oh, yeah. 100%. Like, he can't bend over to feel the ground ball. Like, he legitimately can't bend over. I've lost track of how many times he's been on the injury report. Like, I don't even know anymore. It's, it's like insane. 15 times in Fair three amount. years. 
yeah, <laughs> 12 times. Yeah. I, I still don't blame them for giving him a chance. What he did in Milwaukee no. was really nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked, I liked the signing at the time. Yeah, yeah sure. I didn't like I didn't know about him playing second base, but that was what I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, that's a big second baseman <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. Next year's really all about just though. It's it's about when is Ellie De La Cruz coming up. That's all that really matters. I, I'm a proponent of opening day. That won't happen. I was I've already I tried. I know, I know, but I think he should be up opening day. It, yeah, it won't happen, but I agree. League is just was tearing that up. Uh, I'm a proponent of just give all the young guys time next year. Like I want Williamson in the rotation. Like I just I I want these young dudes to get time. There's a Williamson, plus and minus to that. Williamson, yeah, the issue is like arbitration gonna... lining up the free agency stuff, but that yeah. and then not having like some consistent veteran starting pitcher for those guys it, yeah. to be like the fifth guy or sixth guy, depending on how they do the rotation next year. Yeah. Um I think kind of makes you know, Mato's a great leader, and he's been really great to all the young players, but he can only do so much with pitchers. And yeah. so I think having a guy, and I know that's one of the topics we'll have later in the show, uh, that I, I have a guy in mind, and I can't wait to kind of share and get your guys' thoughts on. So, um, Well, leading into that, that's what I wanted to get into right now. Uh, what players do you think the Reds should target in free agency? So – I think to kind of fill in the Mike Minor role, uh, one guy I really, really see if they can kind of discuss, have a conversation with, I don't know if bit better teams will try to get him, is uh, Jamison Tyon from the Yankees. I think is a really, he fits exactly what the Reds could need. You know, you give him a two year contract or a one and one uh, where he has a player option to see. So if he likes what the team does in the, in the offseason next year, <coughs> um, or, you know, a team option where if the Reds are like, hey, we can get better and we can move him, I think is a pretty decent option. And uh, my only question is how many teams are going to go up Jameson Tyon? Because I'm sure he's, you know, after DeGrom, Kershaw and Verlander, the market is kind of those kind of pictures. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, I, I would like that. You, the Reds kind of, it feels like they're going to be a spot for those guys this off season, like get the one, maybe one and one, try to rehab their value and then get out there in free agency. Just want guys that are not going to like, you just want guys that are going to help the young guys along. And I think Tyone would be a great guy for that. Like, I, I like that idea quite a bit, actually. I, I agree with you, Tim. I think that would be a really good idea. Just a, a veteran in there to help the young guys out. Somebody I had in mind uh, on the position player side of it, I was thinking they might go after an outfielder, maybe um, a Michael Conforto, who's had a couple down seasons in a Ooh, row. Maybe he would want to come there. Nice. Just wanted him like, last year. Back. Yeah, yeah maybe Conforto. Year, so. I was thinking somebody like that because, I mean, the outfield's still like – it's like to the point we don't have really top prospects there and we don't really have veterans there, so we need to just bring in some guys like that could maybe help out the team, play great, and then we trade them at the deadline for prospects like we did with Drury. And hitters should want to come to Great American. You're going to be able to hit the ball there. Yeah, but they're getting Dylan Cruz in the draft, so like they'll have somebody there. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But, uh, I, I, I like the idea of Conforto. I was like liking the idea of bringing in a third baseman, maybe like Justin Turner, Evan Longoria, just getting one of those guys to come Is in. Is Turner going to want to come to the Reds? He did already, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was a Red a while ago. Like, yeah, like, no, but like, begin. That was like, like there's a he, comfort I think level that's where he began. Already. Yeah, but I think that's where yeah. he began his career. I'm saying he's been on the Dodgers 
as an all-star for the last decade, like that's what I'm saying. Would he want to come to the Reds now after like winning a hundred plus games <laughs> every year? Yeah, true. Depends on how they pitch it. I mean, yeah, you know, people will criticize Nick Kroll for being terrible and really bad with uh, media, and I'm one of those people who have said that many a times. But mm-hmm. if you look at what he's been able to do in all these trades to like build for the future, I think you got to give the credit credit where credit's due. Here's a fun yeah. one. What do you guys think about, you know, we've talked about the bullpen already and I've, I've pitched this a few times and my guys on my show are like flat out now. Um, what do you think about an enrolled Chapman reunion next year? He's already like got a downward spiral. Okay. The Yankees aren't going to bring him back. It's going to be cheap. I'd because Not it. many teams are going to go after him. I don't him. want him. I don't want him. I would back. love it. I would so love fun. it too. I'm with you. Too. <laughs> I mean, he I'm sells tickets Chapman. too. Like that'll be an excuse to want to go watch the Reds. You see this guy in the eighth or ninth striking people out. Chapman still anymore, fun. Man. I don't like it. Uh, I'd love it. I'd love it. I've got to disagree. <laughs> That's the one I'll disagree with you on. I don't love it. Sign me up. I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with bringing Cueto back too. I don't think the White Sox Cueto I'm fine with. Back. Cueto yeah. I'm fine with. Yeah. Just let's have a like, nostalgic prod- party plus young <laughs> prospects. Joey's final year with the Reds, so you just bring all his old teammates he loved back plus the young <laughs> guys, and there you go. Uh, Donnie, you got somebody? Groups. Well, you said Turner. Um. My next thing more, up, yeah. I would okay, yeah, yeah. My next thing up, I want to bring about is talk about Joey Votto. Uh, do you think this is his last season on the Reds, and what do you yeah. expect from him this year? Um, this is the guy who was in the top ten and hits taken away from the shift last year. So, I am all for bringing him back. Uh, I do think it's his last year, and I do think um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think for him, you know, who knows? Maybe he has a really good year. <laughs> 2024 um you know i don't know if we'll see what he did in 2021 again and that's not a slight on him by any means i just think the way things have gone and you know the that's shoulder MVP, injury mvp caliber year right there yeah, yeah that's the, the second half like post all-star break which is unbelievable it was so fun yeah to see again mm-hmm. um so you know i do think it's going to be a bittersweet i a thousand percent plan on being at the last home game especially if he's in the lineup so I, I really hope oh, so. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be, you know, that to pick up that option is going to be a lot of money. So I don't think that, I think that that's called out of the way. And I'm not a hundred percent. I don't know Joey. So I can't like say that, but I don't know if he will pick up, like be willing to sign like a $2.5 million deal for a year here where he could be like, look, you know, I did everything I wanted to. And um, I want to go, I'll go play in my hometown team as something that always comes up. But then again, this is a guy who, who like had plenty of chances to get traded from here and has yeah. every time been like, you know, I want to stay here. Uh, so could he be this franchise's Ichiro Suzuki? That'd be cool. I'm down for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think the, the options pretty much out of the way here. Like that's not, he's, they're not going to pick that up unless he goes out there and it's like the MVP of baseball somehow. And like, if that happens, sure. You know what I mean? But that's very, very unlikely. But I'm with you, Tim. I do think he's going to have a good a good season next year. Uh, I said he's going to have at least an 800 OPS, and Donnie argued with me. But I think I think that's going to happen. Like I think he's going to have an a, above league average year. Like I think he'll hit 20 home runs, get on base 370. I hope that was a really good offseason surgery in that case, Parker, because yeah. I, I I would love to see it. <laughs> I think he'll have a good year. I'm not saying well. 
but 800, last year was the first year of his career, he didn't even have an 800 OPS. And he still did after the month of May, or after the month of May. So June on, the next 80 games he played, he did have above a, uh, above an 800 OPS. So, like, I think, I don't think that's that far of a stretch to say. No, you're right. I mean, I, I just, think especially I in that park, the shift is gone now to where it's yeah. not going to be hitting into. He hit so many ground balls right up the middle, like, last year. Like, seriously. Yeah. I, I know it's possible. It's just that it feels like a really tough injury to come back from at 39. Like yeah, that, I do. Yeah. That, that's my only issue. Like, I could absolutely see it happening. It's just, I got to see it. I got to see it to believe it. There's also the thing over his head. I think it's out of the picture now, but catching up to Johnny Bench for the franchise home run record, he's 41 behind him. He probably needed to have oh, a healthy yeah. season last year to get a shot at it, but. Let's see if he makes one run at it. One more run at it. Yeah. Just do what Pujols did. It's that easy. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Just Joey Votto goes out there and just God. goes crazy post All Star break again. And yeah, if he had a year like he did two years ago, that would be awesome. And they would definitely resign. They would definitely do keep him if he had a year like that. I feel like if he wanted to stay. Yeah. Don't you think? Here's the thing. He believes he's going to have that kind of year again. Oh, he, I know that. If you, if you tell it. him he's not, he's going to tell you you're wrong. Oh, I know I that. Believe yeah. Believe so yeah. Um, I've asked around to see if there's any updates on how he's feeling and stuff. And it seems like everything's coming out positive. Uh, I don't know how much he's swinging the ball, swinging the bat right now, but they said the shoulders looking like feeling better. So <coughs> I, uh, I would love nothing more than one more year of Joey Votto after this. I'd be very yeah. happy. I just don't want it for, 22 million or whatever it is. Yeah. 20 million according to spot track. Huh. What was the year? What was the deal originally? 10 years, 225. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 10 years. And people like gawked at it. People hate yeah. it. I remember it people like... were saying he was so overpaid. Now that contract has been a bargain for what he's done. Like for it is, <laughs> but there's still people mad about it. Yeah. That and if you're mad sense. about that, Thanks, Wait till you see the contract Joe Burrow gets and tell me how mad you'll be then because that's <laughs> that going to be 600 million. Wait till you see how much the, the stadium. Wait yeah. till you see how much the Giants offer Aaron Judge. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. 10 years, 700 million. <laughs> well, we can take the Reds out of the running then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hate to break it to everybody. Uh, Aaron Judge, they'll not be making a run at Jacob DeGrom or Aaron Judge. Dang it. Damn. What about Rodon? Maybe. <laughs> I think the Cubs are going to get one of those guys, and we're going to be pissed. I do, too. The Cubs always go out and sign somebody, even when they're bad. They go out and make some off-season moves. They're always aggressive, even when they're bad. I don't know. Stroman. They're always making some mm-hmm. signing. I couldn't believe they got Marcus Stroman. And he wasn't great there by any means, but. No, uh, he hasn't been great there, but I don't know. Yeah. I, like, uh, I like Marcus Stroman, though. <laughs> I do, too. I used to. The axe kind of wearing on me. <laughs> it's like everywhere uh, he goes, so everybody else is the issue. Eventually, you're just the issue. Sounds like Donnie's got beef with Marcus Stroman confirmed. <laughs> oh, me and Donnie talk about that all the time. Your hatred of Zach Taylor. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's a legitimate um, beef. Yeah, that's a yeah. We'll have to see you two meet one day. <laughs> I'm, I'm not shy about it. I'm not shy about it. I know. It. What would you do to get Sean Payton in Cincinnati, Tim? Like, what would you personally do? I don't know. Probably sell my most expensive pair of Jordan 1s. 
Oh, dang. He's serious. That's that's a big deal for Tim right there. <laughs> yeah, that's extreme. No, no. Here's who would be it. Tim has to wear uh, my foam runners for a week. <laughs> Everywhere oh. he goes, he's got to put on the Yeezy foam runners. <laughs> that would have Tim upset. He always makes oh fun of me God. for those. <laughs> yeah. Um. What? Back to Reds. <laughs> yeah, back to Reds. Who? Uh, who do you think from the team from the from the team currently like could be a trade candidate in the off season? Do you think any of them will get moved this off season? I don't know if any of them necessarily will. Um, I think Nick Senzel is probably someone's going to take a chance on him. Um, I, it all depends yeah. if the Reds are ready to move on. I think they should be. Um, but I just don't know if it's going to happen. Um, I think that the talent's still there. I just think that things just haven't worked out. You know, it sucks because he was a highly touted prospect. He hit at every level in the minors and there was no reason to believe he wasn't going to be a superstar and it just didn't work out. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate because he hit at every, like you said, hit at every single level. He was he was a good defender. Like it's just he's why he's why you got to be skeptical of prospects. That's that's why mm-hmm. it's his story. Yeah, for every Jonathan India and Hunter Green, there's a Nick Senzel out there, and it sucks. You can't be mad at the Reds for mm-hmm. being patient with him. It just you know it didn't it's go not, the way yeah. everyone hoped it was. Because he's going into what he's going to turn 28 this summer, I believe. Yeah, that's and my thing with him is where did the power go? Like his power is just gone. It's completely gone. That shoulder surgery, man. That that took a yeah. lot of power from him. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, when you're a two fifty or two forty hitter and you don't hit any doubles, any triples, any home runs, then that's a problem. And you're not walking at all. Yeah, it's just not he, he had great a bad, defense. Yeah. yeah, Parker, did you see the news that just popped up on your phone? No. DJ Wagner's going to Kentucky. Worst kept secret ever. Yeah. Worst kept secret. All right. The cats are one of oh, now. They're if probably he, gonna if he wasn't already a Kentucky lean before the beginning of the season, the way Louisville has played yeah. definitely pushed him to Kentucky. I, off topic, one second, real sec. I will – or one sec. I will say if Calipari doesn't win it all next year, there's going to be – like it's gonna be bad if they like get out for early. This recruiting class is insane. So this is like a 2015 recruiting class or a 2012 yeah. recruiting class. So if if they don't make a deep run and at least like make the final four next year, people are in Kentucky because those people are crazy. I don't associate with the fan base. I just am a fan. <laughs> um, talk about a lot of the like. <laughs> but back to the back to the Reds with Nick Senzel. Uh, he. He's so like hard to watch because I really like Nick Senzel. Like I root for him so much, and like just seeing him year after year just not panning out just sucks. Because everything I've listened to, every podcast I've heard him on, like he just seems like a really good guy, and I just like like I like the guy, and I think he could. Uh, I always thought like the potential he was only he was eventually going to pan out. He went uh, on that stretch during the season, if you guys remember when he was just tearing the cover off the ball. Do you guys remember that stretch? He had the the yeah, walk-off, and he down. was just hitting over 400 for like three weeks. And then right after that, he just – the season fell apart for him. Yeah, he yeah. had that uh, Giants game where he got on base six times. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah he's having was. a hell of a stretch there. He's batting over 400 for three weeks. 
Yeah. It was a really nice stretch. Turned a corner. Was really sad yeah. to come back to earth. I remember me and Tim. Me and him were at B-dubs, I remember. <laughs> I said I'd given up hope on him, and you were talking about the stretch. And then I was like, all right, maybe uh, not to give up hope. And then he started killing it even more than that. And then I was like, oh, and then tanked. Donnie, <laughs> Donnie can tell you from years of being in bunkers with me, if I really like an athlete, it is hard for me to give up my stock in oh, them. So, yeah, so mm-hmm. am I. I'm like that too. Yep. But sometimes it pays off. See, Levine, Zachary, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Other than that, not too often. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's how yeah, that's how I am with Anthony Davis at this point. Like I like I see a game last, last night, night awesome. 37 and 18, and I'm like, he's a top five player <laughs> when he's healthy, and then he just like goes out and like just acts like he doesn't care some games. So I'm like last night he was awesome. He was. He You're was awesome about last night. Bull Anthony Davis. <laughs> My guys are mad at me because I would be okay with it. My guys are like, why would you give up Vucevic for Anthony Davis? I'm like, because he's better. Why wouldn't you? Wait, what? Yeah, wait a minute. Why would you give up Vucevic for a top seven player when he's healthy? They're like, you would trade Patrick Williams and Vuce for him? I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I would, as a matter of fact. He'd be your best player. DeRozan, Levine. Lonzo when he's back and Anthony Davis is pretty damn good in the top. It's a it's a home court advantage in the East. Uh yeah, I mean he's arguably yeah. top three defensive player in the league, top seven player in the league when he's healthy, and you don't want okay that's yeah I, I, that's a bad take if they disagree with that I'd say. Thank you. Um, for having my yeah. back. Yeah, I'm with you there yeah, on that too. With you on that one. Um, anybody else you think the Reds could move, though? I mean, Senzel's an obvious candidate, but I don't really know what, what other move we would make, honestly. Maybe Barrero trade everybody, him eventually. <laughs> just about everybody should be on the table. Um, your Hunter Green, yeah. your Nick Lodolos, your Johnson Indians, your Tyler Stevensons. Keep them off unless someone offers a ton, a ton, a ton for them. But I thought you um, were going to say to trade him for a second, and I was like, wait a minute. I think Green <laughs> I think Green and Lodolo are untradeable, period. And I'd yeah. say G- Stevenson and India, you'd have to give up a lot, is what I would say. Yeah, but like, yeah, that, you know, I think other that. than that, sure. Um, yeah. I think there's guys yeah. that people at least have interest in. Like Lucas Sims, I know, wasn't, you know, was hurt last year. And after spider attack, it seems like he kind of took a downstairs. And I'm not saying he was part of that, but it does kind of seem like it lines up in the timeline. I'm not accusing him by any means. So I hope that no one takes it that way. Um, but, you know, there might be a team who thinks like he's kind of the sixth, sixth inning guy. They go out there and get a couple outs against a right-handed batter. Like maybe you get yeah. some mid-tier top 20 prospect from like a team. Like, sure. Why not? Yeah, they could yeah. pan out and be something. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. yeah, that kid that the Reds got from the <coughs> was way better than I thought he was. And the, uh, which um, one, the pitcher or the Acuna? position player? Yeah, the yeah, Acuna. Acuna. The yeah, pitcher. Uh, yeah, he yeah. he didn't. Yeah, he was he was dominant when they after they yeah. got him. Yeah, he was dominant. But those those two are just really young. We just got yeah, some years till those guys. Right? Will, yeah, we'll have some yeah. years. Yeah. Well, Marte till... looked pretty darn good in a fall league there for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I saw he was back. I know he and uh, De La Cruz just got put on the 40-man roster because they had to be, but it yeah. is. But like, it's nice to know that's official at least. I, I will say one thing. Talking about the farm and everything is awesome, but I just can't wait till we can actually talk about the guys on our team that are awesome. 
<laughs> well, you well, know, you guys like are... Farmer? Yeah. <laughs> so... Let's talk about Kyle Farmer for a whole episode. <laughs> well, Tim, would you, what, what would you do with Farmer? Like, I know his arbitration number could be bigger than the Reds want to, want to give him. Like, what would you do with him? Barry Larkin um, wants to extend him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 60 mil, four years. I, I would try to move him. Um, I love him. I think he did a lot of great things for the team. And, you know, if you look at that Homer Bailey trade, he was the, like the last survivor. And he was the one that actually played really well on the deal. Um, you know, Alex Wood, Matt Kemp, who wasn't here for like two weeks and, um, Gassiel yeah. Puig, you know, who got moved obviously. But I think, um, I would, you know, I think it's fair to shop them. Obviously the team is not lacking on shortstop depth in the organization. So I think it makes sense to kind of move forward and say like, dude, you have been incredible for us. Uh, you've done everything we wanted from you. And then some, you've dealt with a lot of hell, uh, but we're going to try to put you in a better situation. Like someone joked about the giants earlier. I think he's perfect there. I think he's a perfect San Francisco giant. He looks yeah. like a giant. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do with Aquino? Are you pro Aquino or opposed to Aquino? Because um, we're both pro. I think I think he's projected like one point seven five mil. I give it a shot. I mean, how yeah, many I'm outfielders are better than him? Uh, as yeah. far as like in the outfield, none. yeah. Defensively, he's still none. a freaking yeah. On defense, he's elite as it gets. So yeah, I uh, I think that's gonna matter for a team that's gonna like not you know they're gonna have to be in close games. Having that option that if someone hits the ball into right field. And you try to round third on him. There's a there's a possibility he can throw you out, and not like a hey, it might happen, but like that's going to be a rope. That's yeah. going to be pretty yeah. close in timing. Not many teams have that luxury. No, not at all. That throw in the Field of Dreams game was crazy from oh, the outfield to third. Yeah, that was a crazy throw. I want to see him in one of these like they're down like seventeen to four games, and it's like we got to have a position player pitch. Oh, when they're lobbing. The oh my god, yeah. I want to see him go do it. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd probably be. He might launch. Did you guys see the Stanton home run off that? Stanton yeah. just launched one like four fifty <laughs> yeah. something. That's how Aquino I feel like would hit against that. Do you remember when Anthony Rizzo <laughs> struck out Freddie Freeman? Yeah, he I hate a, that. Yeah. I yeah. hate the position player thing though. Like, like I don't, I don't know. I like it. it, it I'm, I'm pro position players in blowouts. Let's have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I just feel like one of these. Luckily, they like know to just pull the ball every time, because if somebody just hit a rope right back at the mound, oh god! Luckily, they just pull it, so it's fine. Yeah, those guys yeah. don't do PFPs, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, but that's that's really all all I got. You guys got anything else to add about this? Um, don't come to my show anymore and ask and say sell the team. I don't want to hear it. Oh, come on, Tim. Um, Sell the team. Understand that this is what it is. It sucks. Um, I know it's not going to be super exciting next year, but look, they have a chance. And if you yeah. you guys are obviously a little younger than me, but 07, when we started hearing about Jay Bruce, Joey Votto, and Johnny Cueto and crew, turned out to be a damn good baseball team. Uh, this team has a lot of similar feelings to that of what's coming up. So. Be patient. Yeah. You know, if you want to go to the games next year, awesome. If you don't, that's okay too. But I think 2024, they're going to be making some strides to be a pretty fun baseball team. Yeah, yeah I think they'll be better is... next year too. Yeah, I think they'll be improved next year. 
a little, I hope. And hopefully that's because of the younger guys. Like, hopefully that's because Matt McClain is playing like a rookie of the year or something like that. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be a depressing offseason otherwise, man. Just knowing next year you're trying to avoid 100 losses again. <laughs> that's the, <goal>. the hundred. <laughs> we, we were right at 100 this year, right? It was 62 and 100, so. right? And we, so. we had like probably – I don't even know. We we only needed to win like five more games with like twenty games left, and we just blew it. We played so bad down the stretch. Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, um, but yeah, that's really all for this episode. I hope you all did enjoy. If you're watching on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, give us a like, um, uh, follow us or subscribe. And yeah, that was all for episode twenty four. We'll all see you guys on Thursday or no Friday with the Cincinnati Bengals uh, pre pregame episode for them versus Steelers this weekend. So see y'all.